0: But he works for NPR, and uh, we heard him, or I should say Abby heard him, and then she brought it to me uh, as a guest on Up First. Uh, Tom Dreisbach is, I mean, I did listening to the podcast, he had a really good handle of what happened January 6th uh and what has happened since then and so going into january 6th tomorrow and the anniversary of it and knowing that this is going to be a big part of the discussion in 2024 uh we were really fortunate that he's willing to come on tom good to have you on news and views
1: hey thanks so much for having me i appreciate it
0: i want to talk about some of what you said which is Uh, let's go backward first Um, you know in terms of statistics what's happened between then and now the number of people that have been incarcerated the extent of those incarcerations I mean where do we sit with all of that
1: yeah so this is believed to be the investigation into the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol in in 2021 is believed to be the largest FBI investigation in American history and at this point you know three years later uh, there have been more than 1,200 arrests. Uh, more than 900, or around 900, of those folks have actually either pleaded guilty that's the majority or been convicted at trial. And, it, you know, the charges really vary. There are the folks who entered the building and left and did not commit any violent offenses. Then there are the people who assaulted police that day and those who conspired for weeks. And months to bring chaos and violence to the capital. And so the sentences often vary based on that conduct. At the very high end of those prison sentences, we have 22 years for Enrique Tario. He was the leader of the right-wing, uh, far-right group, the Proud Boys, the extremist group, uh, and he was convicted of seditious conspiracy. Similarly, uh, Stuart Rhodes, the head of the militia group, the Oath Keepers, he was convicted of seditious conspiracy and sentenced to 18 years and then there are people on the lower end who have had no jail time, perhaps probation, supervised release. And a number of these cases are still ongoing. There are arrests made every single week in this country related to this investigation.
0: I, I saw a poll, Tom, uh, that said, mm-hmm. and, and the poll was based on the premise of, you know, should we ever forget about January 6th? And it was about as partisan as you could get uh, somewhere in the 80, 85 percentile of uh of blue states and Democrats said never ever forget it. Independence, uh, well above fifty percent, but on the Republican side, only twenty some, I think it was in the low twenties, said uh, th- th- we, sh- you know, we should remember it. That that we shouldn't forget it. Uh, Donald Trump clearly is out there running a campaign on the fact that these individuals who did this at the Capitol are heroes and that he would pardon them.
1: That's right. The the former president has gone all in in embracing the actual rioters who attacked the Capitol on January 6th. Uh, We documented as part of our reporting more than a dozen times that he has said he would pardon or free January 6th defendants. He often calls them patriots. Uh, At his very first rally of this presidential campaign, which was held in Waco, Texas, uh, not coincidentally, I think, uh, the site of the infamous government standoff between the Branch Davidian cult and federal agents, uh, more than 20 years ago. Uh, but uh, at that rally, the former president began with a song that was actually sung by January 6th defendants in jail, singing the Star-Spangled Banner, interspersed with his own voice, uh, giving the Pledge of Allegiance. So he really has gone all in as praising the January 6th defendants, even endorsing what they did. He says it was a beautiful day, in his words. And he may, if he is reelected, Roll back or undo much of the criminal investigation that has flowed from that event, which his own FBI director, you know, Christopher Wray, who was appointed by Trump, calls an act of domestic terrorism.
0: So when when you look at uh, how y- y- this can work, okay, he wins. He's made the argument mm-hmm. that first off, he isn't subject himself to any prosecution uh, because he, as president, is a, and as a former president, is immune from anything. Uh, and then you take a look at, you know, the individuals that were involved that are still under both investigation and charged with crime. That plays into January 6th. Uh, when you look at the prosecutor going forward and you look at the, the, the case and how the timing of it may work. I mean, th- this, is a, this isn't much of a gamble if you look at the people that vote for him. I mean, this is actually a good political move, Tom.
1: Well, it's not for me to say exactly what's a good political move or not, but I, I would say that on the right, uh, there has been an increasing sympathy for people who stormed the Capitol and were are, have been charged with crimes stemming from that day. And it's been a really significant change since that day and the immediate aftermath. I think if you recall, Mitch McConnell, the Senate Republican leader, referred to it as an act of terrorism and said the former President Trump was practically and morally responsible for what happened in his words. Many other Republicans said similar things. That refrain has faded from memory in many ways three years later. And I think you've noticed accurately that this issue has become polarized to some extent on partisan lines. And largely that's because I think the former president has made it so that he continues to embrace that day and many of his followers take cues from him.
0: There are uh, defense attorneys out there for the president when it comes to all of this uh, that are are stating uh, publicly that they don't believe this Supreme Court could ever rule against the president uh, with him having done uh, what he did for them to be there, to get there. Uh, has that caught the attention of the nation?
1: Caught the attention of the nation? I, I think certainly many Americans are paying attention to these Uh, The the court cases that the former president is facing, uh, he is facing currently four criminal cases, we should remind people. There is the case in Georgia for alleged election interference. There is also a federal case in D.C. for alleged election interference. There is a federal case in Florida related to classified documents and another case in New York based on allegations uh, related to Trump paying hush money to an adult film star to uh, allegedly cover up uh, an affair with her. I think these cases are defining this campaign coming up. Between campaign rallies and speeches and events, the former president will be in court for much of 2024. And we'll have to see the way the Supreme Court, uh, which includes three appointees from Trump himself, uh, handles many of these cases, particularly that election interference case in federal court in D.C., where uh, we are expected to, to see that the Supreme Court ultimately weighs in on whether the president has some form of immunity to those charges.
0: 25% of all Americans believe uh, in the recent poll uh, that the January 6th attack was instigated by the FBI. That's a poll that shows that, that 25% of all Americans believe that the FBI uh, instigated this. We had a local talk show host here uh, using the money of my pillow. Uh, to load people on buses and to take them out there as part of this whole rally for an insurrection. Um, now, how, do, how does the public get to the point or, or see basically with the, with the light of day what people did when it comes to this? What you're talking about is individuals that they caught on camera that they then, uh, you know, when you see somebody bludgeoning a police officer with an American flag, You're going to track him down. You're going to find him. But are Americans, uh, can America rest assured that as the investigations go forward, anyone who broke into that Capitol knowing they shouldn't have been there at some point has some level of responsibility for it?
1: We will have to see. So, as I mentioned, there have been around uh, 1,200 people who have been currently arrested and charged in connection with January 6th. However, The FBI has estimated that around 2,000 people were involved in events that day in a criminal fashion. Uh, There are outside researchers uh, who estimate that number to be closer to 3,000. And a couple of dates to keep in mind here. If Donald Trump wins this election, it's unlikely any of those investigations would go forward. As we mentioned, he's planned to pardon many of the January 6th defendants, perhaps all. Uh, It's unclear. He won't answer questions exactly about who he would pardon. And then another date that's important is January 6th, 2026, That's five years after the attack, that's when the statute of limitations will run out on many of these crimes. It won't be possible to bring new cases. So at the current pace of arrests, it's unlikely that the FBI will arrest every single, each and every one person who entered the Capitol or even assaulted police. And actually, yesterday, uh, Matthew Graves, who's the federal prosecutor in D.C., leading much of this investigation, he said the FBI and federal prosecutors still want the public's help in identifying people who assaulted police. They have about 80 people that they want help identifying because they believe that they assaulted police and should face charges. Uh, they they really need the public's help, they say, in bringing those folks to justice.
0: Tom Dreisbach is our guest. He's a correspondent on uh, and and he works with NPR's investigations team. Uh, we caught him on a podcast called Up First as a guest. Uh, Tom, I think oftentimes people are confused with and don't understand what Trump himself has been charged with. Uh, hmm. Could could you explain that to them?
1: Okay, as I mentioned, four different cases. I think one of the probably the first case up in the calendar as it stands right now is this federal election subversion case, which is happening in Washington, D.C. That case has been brought by the special counsel, Jack Smith. He has alleged that Trump used illegal means to undermine the 2020 election and to try and stay in power, even though he lost the election to Joe Biden. Uh, He has brought multiple charges, including obstructing Congress, uh, defrauding the United States, and depriving, essentially they have a theory, that the Trump campaign and Trump himself deprived Americans of their right to vote or attempted to by trying to overturn the election, basically disenfranchising all of the millions of folks who voted for Joe Biden and ultimately elected him president. There's a case, federal case also in Florida, for Trump allegedly mishandling classified documents that he took with him from the White House to his home in Mar-a-Lago, to his estate there, and that he uh, was asked to return those documents to the federal government and that he uh, obstructed attempts to do so and that he did not uh, actually return those documents, which he should not have had in the federal government's estimation. There is the uh, hush money payments case in New York that's brought by a state proc- uh, state-level prosecutor in New York. Uh, that case is ongoing. And then there is the case brought by the Fulton County and uh, Georgia district attorney, she is alleging uh, that Trump tried to undermine the 2020 election in Georgia. I should say that the former president has pleaded guilty to every single one of those charges, it's 91 counts in total, and uh, we'll have to see where each of those cases ends up this year. There is certainly a packed year for the former president
0: in court. Is it safe to say that the argument that the president's making is not that he didn't commit the crimes, but in fact, he's immune from prosecution?
1: I would say that the, the former president's legal team is making multiple arguments. They are certainly making this argument that he's immune for certain acts that he took while in office, on the theory that uh, as a president, we don't want uh, people being bringing criminal charges for the conduct of a president uh, while they're president, that they have some form of immunity for their actions there. But also, the, the, the campaign, or, or excuse me, the former president's legal team is bringing a case that he is also actually innocent of the charges brought. I think they're bringing multiple legal arguments trying to see what sticks uh, because the consequence of, of, of these charges sticking is that the former president could face some serious time in either in prison.
0: Well, keep doing the podcast. Obviously you have fans here uh, and keep doing the investigation because, uh, you know, oftentimes it's more speculation than fact. And what you gave was just facts. Uh, so, Tom, I appreciate you coming on News and Views.
1: Thanks, Joel. I really appreciate it.